0: Good morning. Welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today, I am joined with Pasco Dragos. Pascu likes to think of himself as an unconventional creative thinker who figures out things as he goes along. His love for content creation and caffeine has allowed him to work with various brands and influencers. And he has recently established a remote content production agency that helps entrepreneurs establish themselves as authorities on social media through eye-catching content. And additionally, he likes to work out and lift weights. So welcome today, Pasco Dragos. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you very much for having me, it's a pleasure.
0: So you are joining us today from Romania. So today, the guys, this episode is going international again. I love how we're connecting with everybody across the world. We've had people on from Australia, the UK, Colombia, And now we're adding Romania onto the list. How are you doing today, Pascal?
1: I'm doing pretty, pretty good, actually. It's been a productive day, and I was telling you that I'm trying to be as fresh as you, but obviously it's 4 p.m. for me, and I'm with my third coffee already, and I'm (laughs) not as high energy as I should be.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's okay. We all understand those days and how everything fluctuates throughout the day. So why don't you tell us a little bit more of how you got into this world of content creation?
1: For sure, for sure. Uh, Well, it all started back in 2015 towards 2016 when I decided to go in the UK to study uh, digital media at university. And basically at a time I was very skinny. I'm not gonna go into much detail about my fitness journey, but basically fitness has allowed me to kind of discover myself in a way. Uh, being far away from home has been quite tough. And basically, when I started my fitness journey, I realized that there's a lot of misinformation out there, and there's a lot of people that can't really relate to those huge bodybuilders. So, what I did in 2016, I opened my own YouTube channel, and for almost three years, I was doing vlogs, I was going to exhibitions, and really fell in love with the whole concept of creating content overall. And uh, from there, basically, uh, I got to graduate, uh, I I moved to London, and uh, London life, as many of the listeners listening now, it's not as easy as it seems, uh, meaning it's very expensive to uh, live there, and uh, obviously I had to adapt, and the thing that I knew to do best was uh, create contents, but we are back at it
0: so where it left off for me is you started this fitness journey you started content creation on yeah. youtube and it's i'll let you take it from here
1: right so basically i started documenting my my life really i started uh gaining a lot of knowledge and fitness expertise so i was making videos about fitness uh workouts training nutrition you name it and uh basically, Uh, In second year year of university, I realized that university and the whole job route is not really for me, but I couldn't really do anything because it was all uh, paid for. I got a loan for university, not going to dive into that, but basically I had to graduate. And after graduating, my dream was to move to London down south uh, because I was uh, up in North UK at the time. I moved to London and my parents were like, you got to get a job because like for anybody listening that doesn't already know, uh, living in London is very expensive uh, and very difficult. And I remember applying for jobs, but I wasn't doing it with my full heart. And maybe that's why I didn't get any, any interviews. I got like three interviews that were quite crap and I didn't really like, uh, the, uh, the positions. And basically I had a period from like, I think it was June, 2018 to like September, 2018. Uh, when I, when I really, really had like some sort of like a midlife crisis if you want and i was literally doubting myself and questioning what should i do my parents was forcing me to get a job i didn't want to get a job but i was running out of money and i had like 600 quid uh, uh british pounds in my account i spent 500 on a brand new camera i brought the camera i was like so excited yes i'm gonna start doing content for people I brought a camera. I was trying to figure it out, and I was like, "There's no way I can I, I can be able to use this." So it took me like a couple of weeks to get accustomed with the camera, and uh, yeah, basically, in a nutshell, it's been a very, very hard, uh, hard um, journey. I'm not gonna lie, to actually be able to land clients because I didn't really have a proper portfolio. Uh, I was trying to get clients for like very, very low money and yeah, it's been, it's been difficult, but that's basically how I got into the whole content creation, marketing and uh, social media space. Hope that answered the question.
0: Yeah, it's definitely. And I feel like this is so true, especially, you know, for myself and other family and Jake, who was on yesterday with us and sort of this push and tug and pull, you know, of, when we have parents who are like don't see this quite yet as an actual job i know for me when i was on musically before it turned into TikTok, and i was doing lives on musically and they had it was like the first platform that could allow gifting and my mom was like completely mind blown she's like people are paying you to go live like what is this like why don't you go do something else i'm like no mom like i'm gonna make money here um so it is still this industry of like you know we see it as it can be profitable yes it is a hard journey but you just have to like keep taking those steps and keep moving forward with it what was the one turning point for you that was like this is
1: really what I want to do? Um, hmm, a very good question, actually. I think that was a, a moment uh, from about November two thousand eighteen till like I believe about March two thousand nineteen when. Uh, I couldn't go home for Christmas. I had to be in London because I couldn't afford to come back here and then go back. I I didn't have the money. And at a time, I was like, there are no jobs. I don't know any connections. Like, I can't really get projects. So, I need to get a part time job. And in that period, I worked for um, a martial arts academy, me doing martial arts uh, in the past. It was something that I had a passion for. Uh, And I was doing really a lot of things for them. I was doing content creation, videography, social media marketing, Facebook ads. Uh, I was uh, signing people, I was calling leads, I was doing so many things. And it was enjoyable at first, but me, uh, as I think all entrepreneurs really, whenever I got a job somewhere, it was very exciting because it was new, there were challenges, but within a couple of months, maximum six months, I would just get bored because everything would just repeat itself. And that's what I realized in February. Uh, I was not very in, in a very, very safe financial position. And I know that a lot of people are preaching that you got to be stable and you got to start small. For me, it wasn't the case. I just told the guy that I, I don't really want to work anymore there. And from that moment on, I I really been at like, the clock was ticking. I had to pay my rent and I had to figure things out, really. That's how it worked pretty much. And 2019, it's like one of one of the only years that I really don't remember much of because I was sleeping about three to five hours every night. And the other time I was just trying to make things work and like hustle around as Gary V said, but it fortunately paid off.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And we all have to go through these like tough moments of, you know, putting in the work, putting in different things, giving up other things, whether it's TV shows or so forth, just to like make more content. Because when you feel that intuition of and the joy of loving what you do, it's worth it.
1: Definitely,
0: definitely. So what type of content creation are you doing currently? You've been in the fitness world and now you have this media company of your own. What is the focus on for you?
1: Right, so I think uh, it's worth giving a bit of context to the audience. So basically before COVID, uh, this is until March, uh, I've been able to develop a very solid client base in London and I was doing a lot of uh, branding stuff and events and fitness, those were the three main areas. And you got to the point where I didn't need to do anything, people would just come to me, referral after referral and I was in a very good spot Uh, Both financially and business-wise, I was very happy. And like with COVID, uh, it literally like canceled all my projects and I started running out of money and I couldn't really figure things out. So basically, I had to rethink everything. I got quite a good client. Uh, Connection of mine started working uh, um, with her on on her personal brand. Uh, She was developing some courses and this was between March till May. Uh, around May, I decided to come back to Romania and basically reduce my expenses and just try to make this whole remote agency work. And basically, uh, at the moment, uh, the whole, the whole strategy really of the content that we, that we do for our clients is basically all filmed by them at their houses because everyone is pretty much stuck in their homes and there's no events. Uh, there's no cool stuff to do. So basically majority of the content that we do, it's either repurposed from like past keynotes, past events, uh, or really it's just a uh, Zoom recordings of either trainings or podcasts. So that's really all the content that we have to play with. And this is
0: so key. And I feel like so many people miss the boat on this, especially in this time period where we have new constraints. Our new constraints are like, we're back home, we're staying at home a lot. What used to be the norm of like being able to go out and create super cool content or, hey, I'm gonna go have this speech at a large venue or this large event. like come video me, come record me. We'll create some really cool pieces. That's out of it. And I feel for some creators, like that's been a hindrance of, you know, like, what do I create now? I have no clue. Whereas you're bringing this piece back of, you know, like, let's use what we have. It may not be fancy, but it can still resonate. How have you seen that shift with like the creators you're working with, brands that you're working with, et cetera, have they been open to this shift or are they sort of stuck in the mud still?
1: Um. It's a very good question and very relatable, very valuable for the audience to explore further. And I believe it's, um, it's on two sides. I I, I am in, still in contact with a lot of creators from the UK and specifically London. And a lot of them uh, during the lockdown, especially they really had nothing to do and they had no idea how to figure things out. Um, but now, uh, Considering that things are a bit back to kind of normal, uh, they are back to what they used to do, but a bit constrained. And other creators really just started a podcast or started doing things differently, started really using their skills in a different uh, uh, way. Uh, Some of them, uh, I know a guy who started teaching, editing uh, online and he has a course. So there are people that have been able to pivot quite well and there are people that struggled as well. And then for you,
0: as a media agency, honing in on this as your specialty, um, has it been easier to pitch to different clients or build back up that client base through these forms of content creation through Zoom
1: or course creation or XYZ? Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say it's been easier. Uh, one thing is for sure. Uh, I haven't been able to interact with people face-to-face, which sucks. Uh, I I haven't been able to go to places like I used to. Like I would go to an event, I would film for four hours, and I would get 10 people interested in the work that I do, and that was amazing. And I would get 15, 20 DMs every week uh, on Instagram, being like, I want to do this, I want to do that, and I would just select the projects that I would want, it's not the case anymore. But on the other side, there is an advantage, and the advantage is uh, our our client client base. Basically, uh, they're very high end entrepreneurs that are usually very hard to reach. You go, you have to go through their assistants. You have to like find uh, suitable time to talk to them. But they are more than ever more accessible, meaning uh, they are more keen to have a conversation. They are more keen to uh, hear new ideas, especially now in the current medium where everyone is trying to figure things out and see. Uh, gateways uh, to keep scaling, to keep expanding. And I believe it's a great opportunity to connect with those people in the current moment.
0: Oh, definitely. Like there's more open availability. I'm starting to see it with even like CEOs and execs of people who had schedules like totally booked solid. And then you reach out and they're like, oh, sure. You want to chat and have me on a podcast? Awesome. And just keep knocking on doors that's what i can say is like Mm -hmm. you never know who's going to answer and go through this i think a really good scenario as we segue into this we've been talking about content creation and how to create in times like these what would you say let's take a scenario of a small business okay so a small business brick and mortar And now they're trying to segue, they sort of have a Facebook page, they've had an Instagram, but they don't know what to post or what to do. And they're trying to revitalize themselves now. What would you say to them? Like how could, with your perspective on it, what would you tell them to create?
1: Sure. Um, Well, I I think uh, giving an example, is very useful uh, in this current moment. And I want to give an example of personal trainers. Uh, being in a fitness industry, I know a lot of people that are working as personal trainers have studios that have been closed down and they really been struggling with. Uh, mm-hmm. The gyms as well have been closed down in the UK. And there are two, two categories. There were people who were mainly relying on the in-person personal training that really struggled, that really found, found it very hard to adapt. Uh, and that's because they had no online presence at all. And though there were other people who had an online presence before the pandemic, who were creating content, who were engaging with their clients and with their potential clients and audience online, uh, even though they were not selling anything, and those people were actually being able to be seen as authorities in their in in their field, and people came to them and went like, "Hey, look, I'm at home. I just need to uh, know how to work out, what to do." And those people were uh, in, in a very fortunate position, uh, mainly because they've been creating content. They've been putting themselves out there, uh, for those people to actually see. So, uh, coming full circle back to your question, I would say that if, uh, this pandemic hasn't really been showing us how important it is to have an online presence, then I don't think that anything ever will. And, uh, what I mean by that is basically huge brands, have been forced to adapt. Meaning there's no more high quality production crews uh, and weeks on end of production uh, going into advertisement. Everything is more condensed. Everything is done on low low budget because of the restrictions, because we can't really travel around from country to country. And this for for me, in my opinion, uh, is a huge opportunity for people like us for small businesses that don't have huge budgets and don't have a huge ad spend uh, to invest into Facebook advertisement, YouTube advertisement, and the barrier of entry uh, for content creation has been lowered in terms of like uh, quality. If you were to ask me, of course, there's huge competition because everyone is producing content right now. But if you haven't decided to post content now with everything that's been going on, well I'm I'm really really sorry to hear that <laughs> because there have been so many reasons so far to do to see it, it. <laughs> yeah and uh to, to answer to to answer your question I actually give some applicable tips uh it really depends obviously on each business because everything works differently in terms of like the way it's branded and advertised and marketed but, Really just think of your vision, just think of your story. Why did you start the business in the first place? Uh, Maybe you were doing, let's say, hairstylist. You were a hairstylist and now your studio is closed. You have nothing to do anymore. Not really, like I have a a past client uh, from London who's come up with an idea to actually open up a masterclass and she's been advertising that and she sold the masterclass and got like 20 people paying her 400 uh, uh, pounds Uh, over $500 to see her teach certain techniques, like there's still possibility that just because you're not able to do your craft doesn't mean you cannot take advantage of what is currently going on and actually expand on digital.
0: Yeah, that is super important here. Like one, tell your story because a lot of people may not have heard your story online and it will resonate even more and those hairstylist tips i saw somebody who taught uh, just as a live stream it was one of my friends who's based in chicago and a hairstylist and she was just taught people how to like curl their hair and brown yeah. brush their hair and some of these things seem like so small and so tiny when you're so far up in your craft but sometimes we have to like step back and be like, okay, what do people want to learn? What do people really come to me for? Mm-hmm. And then let's see if I could connect the dots and put it together. So the fitness industry has been huge. I've seen Jordan Syatt, um, who used to work with Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you follow him or not, but he was doing in the US like texts daily at the beginning of COVID of just like, today's workout is totally free, no strings attached. Mm -hmm. Um, So even like the smallest things can make a huge, huge impact. So thank you for sharing those tips with us. And if you're a small business owner wondering like, I don't know how to edit photos. I don't know if this looks great for Instagram. I don't know if this video is looking right or I have video, but I don't know how to edit it. This is where you contact uh, Pasco, <laughs> and, and like
1: uh, as as much as I appreciate that, uh, I think that there might be two ways. Like uh, people listening or people interested, you might have time, or you might not have time. And if you do not have the time to learn, then you gotta have to invest in someone that has already done it and can do it for you. But by no means, if you have the time, if you have let's say six hours a week available, there's so many resources out there. There's so many. Uh, creators and people that are literally giving away free value for you to learn and apply. So it really is just a matter of investing a couple of hours and knowing the basics. And no one says that you should be posting like incredible edits and incredible uh, copywriting and being this Facebook ads guru. Uh, But as as long as you know the basics and as long as you know a couple of basic things on social media, you can really stand out.
0: This is true. And it one of the things right now is because there's a lot of content being produced, but I don't see the correlation as much of like, there's content being produced, but it's not always posted as often. And Mm -hmm. so if you're a machine at like getting stuff done, but then you're like in this perfectionist syndrome of like, well, this color correction's not right, or I don't have the right space to do this that's one of those fear blocks of just like just press posts yeah See and I- uh
1: I, i've se- i've seen it with me as well uh i got caught up in a lot of client work and until like very recent, like three weeks ago i was not posting at all on my personal account uh and i stopped posting on the past media page as well mainly because I didn't see valuing like posting stuff that I already do. And then I thought, hold on a second. I have so much, so many things that could benefit people. Like I have so much expertise in those areas. Like it's very selfish of me to think that people wouldn't benefit of it. So I think that for everyone listening right now, just because you think that the things that you do are quite basic. Uh, and should be known by everyone, uh, that might not be true. Because there are things that I know that you don't know. There are things that you know that I don't know. And and each of us can learn from each other, really. And it
0: takes that connection and that community of support to make everything go around. So it doesn't always have to be that one-man show. So get people in your community who can help you and help you learn, for sure so what's been one of your favorite projects it doesn't have to be like from currently during covid or just mm-hmm. overall from the time that you started this of diving into like the fitness and the
1: vlogging into where you're at now it's a very very hard question <laughs> and i think any creator listening would uh, would be able to relate there i mean Majority of the things that I've done for clients, 95% of the things that I've done were very enjoyable, and I loved working on them. Uh, but there are for sure a couple of uh, videos that not necessarily were like the things that I love the most, but they had the greatest impact. For example, a very crap short film, if you were to ask me now, that I filmed in my last year of university uh, on, sh- on social media addiction got over 100,000 views. Uh, and Pretty much when I look at it now, I'm like, oh my days, like I'm so embarrassed, I wanna take it down. But there were kids uh, commenting on on my post being like, our teacher asked us to uh, look at this video for our next classes. And I was like, can I imagine like the impact that that video had on those people? And this is one of the example, another example is uh, I worked with uh, Ulysses, a very well-known fitness uh, influencer and we've really been able to produce a lot of content at scale during the pandemic uh, providing people with a lot of home workouts we would post three four videos on his youtube channel weekly one of them went uh, over half a million uh, views in like a week uh, there's a lot of videos for sure uh, and at the moment what i love the most about uh, my current clients is the fact that Yes, we do produce content for them. Like we we have a great service, but the thing is we have to be very creative because the the type of content that we are given is very boring and it's very repetitive. And I see it as a challenge to do something, to transform something that comes off as boring, which of course has a lot of value, but actually be able to kind of nourish it and make it appealing, make it uh, interesting to, to people to actually want to engage and want to learn so yeah a lot of things have been enjoyable lately (laughs) and that's
0: incredible like you said it so well some of the pieces of content that aren't produced well can still resonate can still have those moments of like wow it's still connecting with people teachers are still recommending this video to their students and one i want to say congrats congrats on Putting that out to the world, and that it's still going, as well as you know having those fitness videos reach over 500,000 people. Like that is amazing in and of itself. And I know there are people listening going, "How in the world? What is the secret formula? How do I get all of these views?" Um, but there is no secret formula. You just have to (laughs) create and see what sticks and keep creating and keep producing. And you are an artist. I don't know if every content creator sees it as this, whether you're into photography whether you're into videography, whether you are editing, like this is your field. Like everything is your canvas, making it with your spin on it helps tell your story even more.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I I just wanted to point out the thing that happened literally before jumping on the podcast. Um, One of the clients that we work with, it's a very huge uh, sales professional in the States. And basically, his content is very valuable. Like myself, uh, going through the content, I learned a lot. But apparently, in the last couple of weeks, uh, the reach of the content hasn't been as great. And as much as I could just accept it, uh, today I was just, I literally brainstormed by myself a couple of hours and I was like, what can I create? What can I come up with? And I had a hard drive sent by him uh, early in June, I think. Uh, he sent me a hard drive with like a terabyte of content from mm-hmm. uh, things that he's done in the last five years. And today I went through that hard drive once again and I tried to think of ways and things to be able to recreate content. And I've been able to do something great uh, i believed and uh, I was like i'm just gonna make two two drafts I'm just gonna record my screen and send the client uh, and maybe he likes it and he was like wow this is awesome let's just roll them uh as soon as we can really and see what the what the what the audience is gonna see and then from there we might even be able to build up a campaign on top of that so really it's just uh it's a very interesting uh, period to be creating content and that's for sure i feel like things are moving at the fastest way that I've been moving probably forever.
0: (laughs) And it's, there's so much more time for people to connect with the content as well, whether it's Mm -hmm. in audio form or video or photos using Instagram, like we're all at the space of, you know, we could be doing more for work ourselves, or we're not having this travel time to, and from work. So. You know, people are resonating more with content. So they're on social media more. And um, for good or bad, I mean, I was talking with Jake about this yesterday. You know, sometimes people are having scrolling syndrome. But for brands and for content creators, like this time is key to keep pushing out content and keep sharing your knowledge. What's one thing that you would tell somebody? as a creator or just anybody listening who's in a creative field, uh, you've know, you found that moment of just like opening up back up that hard drive and just listening to content and viewing it. How do you get into that creative space when you've sort of hit that wall?
1: It's a very good question. <clears throat> i believe that it all comes from doing uh literally two weeks ago i was telling my girlfriend how i would like to take the whole december off because i was seeing another creator uh, coming up with this concept of taking the whole month of december off i was like i'm just gonna grind it out uh do all the content for the clients schedule it and then just be able to just be in contact with them i don't want to do any more work and just want to think of stuff and get creative And within 24 hours, it hit me, and I was like, (laughs) how am I supposed to get creative if I'm not creating? And that's what people have to understand, because creativity, I truly believe that it's in all of us. And it comes through creating. Uh, Some people might be more creative than others through painting. Some other people would be more creative than others through making music, uh, through making podcasts, through, through filming. Uh, but it really comes from doing and there is no really magic recipe to like listen to some frequencies to get you in the mood. Like obviously, uh, those things could ha- things could help you, like meditation, grounding, uh, being true to yourself. a lot of those things can help you uh, get more creative. Um, but I guess it's just a matter of just creating and not procrastinating because we tend to like research uh forever we tend to like watch a bunch of videos go through places for like hours and hours and hours and then we realize we haven't really been doing anything so i i think that's the only the only good way not necessarily the only good way but like great way to go through the creative block is just by keep creating because Maybe one of those pieces that you consider being crap is going to have the greatest impact and it's going to be the hit that is going to launch you towards the brand that you always wanted to work with.
0: Exactly. I 100% agree with you, Pasco. It's like, keep pushing through it, keep going at it. And even if you're, I guess it comes to me at different moments too. If I get out of, even though it's my same routine, but if I'm doing a long drive, if I am going for a run or just working out and I'm in that zone, like my mind just works. And then you can have these moments of like, oh, I need a break, like I'm just tired. And then it hits you and you're like, nope, no Mm -hmm. break needed, like time to go home, time to get back to work. So I am glad that it hit you at this point, because now you're gonna be like, I am so glad come January and February when this content keeps resonating with others that you push through it.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: 1%. And with this being said, are you still doing more personal content as you go through with this? Or are you gonna separate out some more time for personal content as well as client content?
1: Uh, It's a very good question, and I truly believe it's probably one of the biggest uh, struggles of creators uh, when they really start getting more work in. Uh, But I got to a point uh, now after like two years of constantly doing client work uh, where I realized that neglecting my personal brand is only just going to hurt me in the long run. And it's selfish to believe that I I shouldn't be documenting anything and just do my work and earn as much money as possible. As much as it might feel uh, and look like you're wasting time creating content for yourself, I I believe that it comes from a good place and should be encouraged. And myself at the moment, I'm I'm still working on finding a good balance and healthy balance where I'm actually able to prioritize client work uh, before my own work, but also leave enough time and space Uh, to be able to brainstorm ideas for my own content and be able to keep on track with uh, my own production of the podcast, of uh, uh, my Instagram. And hopefully I will probably be able to get back to posting YouTube videos as well uh, in the following months.
0: This balance is, it's hard to come by. I know how it is where you're like, I gotta pay the bills this month. Like I need this (laughs) invoice to come through. So I totally get where it's coming from. I'm like i mentioned to you off the air like we had done a 10-day event work for event marketing then that industry has been like snail pace coming back um but it was like okay i still have to create content like where's this gonna slide in when i'm doing 10 15 hour drives and it it happens and you have to come over those facts of like one, give yourself rest, and then two, like keep pushing through it. And at these points, um, your clients may not like this advice that I'm going to give you, Pasco. But with, to find that balance, sometimes it takes raising the prices so you can have more time to create your own personal content work, as what, and then that keeps bringing in more clients as well. And that segue of (laughs) that and that segue of a brand is created um, for you and it also transitions over for your clients as well. They get to see the value in it.
1: 100%.
0: Is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience, either on content marketing or transitions into this space?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, there is uh, one, one more thing that I really want to cover, and I actually got a tab open here because I don't want to uh, mistake the, the statistics, but there are a few statistics on video trends uh, as of this year, and basically, I'm just going to read out loud, 81% of businesses use video as a marketing tool, and that's up from 63% over the last year, 2019, mobile video consumption rises by 100% every year. And this is uh, regarding uh, to Invisia. Uh, The other one was uh, statistic was done by uh, HubSpot. Uh, And then there's another one, 78% of people watch online videos every week and 55% view online videos every day. So uh, what I'm trying to get across here is the fact that I still believe that videos are still very underrated and people are just shy to Be in front of the camera and just produce content and i just wanted to again remind everyone that through video you're able to first and foremost transmit a message that you are not able to transmit to any other format Uh, you're able to actually be seen especially now when you have no when you have no human interactions like now if we were to speak over the phone the whole conversation would have been different because you wouldn't be able to see my tonality you wouldn't be able to see my body language uh, the the way that I hold myself. So video, I believe it's the most powerful marketing tool at the moment, It's if used right. And uh, I just want to encourage the, the audience to uh, give more thought uh, to starting their own uh, video strategies and video content creation really.
0: Yes, I couldn't agree more with you, Pasco. And for those of you watching this and you're going, well, I don't have a fancy camera. I don't have this all of these excuses that both of us have heard yeah that's right <laughs> like we all have phones it doesn't matter if it's not the latest iphone it doesn't matter if it's not the latest samsung if you have the power to record a video it doesn't have to have all of the filters because honestly i'm going to say this and i haven't said it lately but people connect more with you on whether it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. If you don't have all of the fancy like filter on that takes out all your wrinkles or the just woke up look is totally gone. Like people connect more with you because you are being real, Um, but just hit record. Like that's all it takes, record and upload. It doesn't have to be fancy and just share your message. That is so key. And I'll also say this because I feel with this video and stepping out into doing something new in content marketing, is the fear of judgment and the judgment of, you know, like friends or family come into play. And it was at play in my life when I first started like pushing out video and motivational content. And I just was like, you know what? I'm just gonna start on one platform. And I started on TikTok myself because I already had a base from Musical.ly there and I hadn't posted on there for a while. And I was like, you know what? People aren't as close in my circle on TikTok. So why not try it? And then I started to see that it resonated. So then I transitioned it even closer to my circle into Instagram where a bunch of friends and family follow me. And then I was like, okay, now the next step is Facebook. So even if you have to take baby steps like to get over that fear of judgment. And I will say this, like the judgment was never there. That was just in my mind.
1: Uh, one so, one very quick tip that I can give yeah. to anyone listening that is looking to get into creating more video content is you don't have to start talking about like very complicated subjects. Uh, really, you can just really start practicing by going for a walk and just telling your audience what just happened to you whilst on the walk. Or maybe you were listening to a podcast. Just pause the podcast, take your phone up and be like, hey, What is going on, guys? I was just listening to Gary Vaynerchuk, and this really resonated with me. And you can just literally quote what he said. And by simply doing that and seeing yourself on the screen there uh, day on and day out, it's literally going to become like a habit. Like I remember myself when I started uh, doing uh, YouTube, um, it was very easy for me to vlog in public if I was not in my hometown. Whenever I would come home, I would not be able to take the camera out because I would feel like everybody knows me. Whenever I was like in Paris, uh, London, uh, Italy, Italy, wherever I were with like hundreds of people around me, I went to exhibitions. I wouldn't give a damn about anyone. And uh, yeah, that's what you have to focus on really on the story that you are telling uh, instead of focusing on everyone around you. Cause I think that's, that's uh, again, a fear of judgment from people around you. Definitely.
0: And nine times out of 10, like whether it's in your hometown or your friend circle or family circle, they're going to support you. And if they see you out there with a camera, they're just going to be like, oh, hey, that's Bobby out there shooting videos again, Um, because that's what happened to me in Houston. The neighbor was like, oh, what you're working on? Are you taking videos of my house? It was like, no, definitely not (laughs) (laughs) out here working on my own stuff. So, yes, just start creating, start creating, start creating. That's all that I've got to say. As we wrap up here, Pasco, what has been one of the
1: biggest blessings for you this year? Um, Well, I believe that the whole change in itself that we all have been kind of forced to go through has been a blessing in itself because... It started off on the wrong foot, meaning I kind of lost all my projects. I was in a very bad place and I was like really hating the whole situation. And I was seeing myself as a victim of the system and of everything that's going on in the society. But growing out of that and actually trying to flip off it, uh, it literally taught me a lot and it's put me through some situations that I would have been putting myself Uh, if it wasn't for this pandemic, like literally coming back home, I would have never came back home. Uh, I've been with my parents for weeks now. Uh, I haven't been as much with with them since like six years when I left the country. So really this whole shift that has been a bad thing for majority of us that has forced us to stay in house. I I truly see it as a blessing now.
0: (laughs) I love it. I couldn't agree more there's so many of us who are watching this right now who are living with family living with parents uh, myself included and it's yes there are times where it's harder and so forth but yeah. it's definitely been one of those greatest blessings as you said like you haven't spent this much with time with family in years I haven't spent this much time with family in years. And if I were on the road, 90% of the time, this would have never have happened. So I'm so appreciative of it too. Pascu, where can we find out more information about you? What are all your social
1: networks? The fastest way to get in contact with me is through Instagram, uh, at PascuDragos. You can connect with me on LinkedIn as well. I'm quite active there. Two, I'm just uh, literally now uh, in the process of thinking of a strategy of pushing more content on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, really, if you want to email me, it's Pasco at pascomedia.com. If you want to uh, get get a quote, or if you want to like uh, find out more of how I could help you potentially, uh, always uh, happy to have a chat, even on Zoom. Really, uh, have a cup of coffee and see if we can actually help each other.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Guys, you've heard it from Pasco. Go give him a follow. Go check out his content, and keep creating. If there's one thing that you can take away from this today, is keep creating, start creating, just go for it, hit post. I thank you so much for joining us today, Pasco. Thank you guys all for listening today to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby and Pasco Dragos. Have an amazing day, guys. Bye.
1: Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone.